Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates, with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. How's it going? We're back for another episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode 62, Matt. That's the, uh... I can't think of any good 62s. Uh, isn't that the old retirement age of 62? <laughs> Who knows? I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that used to be it for people way back in the day. 62 used to be a ripe old age. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think 62 used to be like retirement age or some shit. Yeah. So. Well. Um, I ain't retired until I'm dead. 62. I'm going to die and I'm going to have to go to work. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna have to like fill my shift, you know. <laughs> Pretty much, like we had a call off. <laughs> like, sorry you died, but can yeah. you still work today? You were no call, no show, no heartbeat. <laughs> that, yeah, that happens. I mean, it, it you know, it is uh, the restaurant industry for me. I like what I do. I don't, you know. I love what I do. I love. I wouldn't do. I, I don't see myself doing anything else. It's nice to retire, but like you got to fill your retirement time with stuff. Right. You know, my parents are both retired, and they've they got to find stuff to do all the time. That is... You know, it's challenging. That is... I, Having I, grandkids helps. So. You know, I talked to a guy today that's retired, and then come summertime, you know, he works uh, three days a week at a golf course. Yeah. As doing, like, picking a range and cutting grass or, yeah. or uh, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of guys that do that, you know. Oh, yes, wow. yes. My my dad's got a friend who's a security guard down at PNC Park. Oh yeah. Always always stop and say hi to him on my way into the uh, left field gate, right right over the bridge by the Clemente statue. That's where I always, you know, tell people to meet me. So, you know, you get a lot of uh, you get a lot of retired guys end up being like um, ushers. Yeah, ushers. Ushers at the ball games. Yeah. Like, like like Phil Coyne, who retired from the mill when he was like thirty five and like never stopped going to pirate games for like Dude, you Phil, know another seventy five years. Phil Coyne's what a hundred years old? Yeah, he just retired last yeah, year. They he had just his retired birthday party last year. at the park, and you know that was a good a good day for one of a one of the rare good days for the pirates. Like good stories about the pirates last year, and you know we we got some pirates chatter to talk about. We do. Um, we we usually talk about weekends. Uh, when we start off, and like I actually saw you over the weekend. I know, right? Weird in like a public place. I know, right? And there was no podcast on a Saturday night. Done on a Saturday. On a Saturday night. night. Yeah, yeah so. I, I had to make some baseball trades on my schedule at work. Um, hot, I po- stove, I, hot stove league. I, I I posted a picture of of Matt and I actually in public together on a Saturday night. I take the um, worst selfies. I t- I take horrible pictures no matter what. Um, but we had a friend of ours, uh, uh, Miss Keeley. Uh, turned 40. Yeah. So we uh, got together to celebrate the 40 years of Miss Keels. Yes. And uh, whatnot. Got to see a whole bunch of familiar faces that I haven't seen for a while and so yeah. forth. Just because, yeah, I live two and a half miles further down the road, but that two and a half mm-hmm. miles makes a big difference. Makes a big difference when, when the activity is bar hopping. Yeah, it does. There's really like, you can't just like walk from the R bar to, you know, Rockwood Avenue, easily, and like stop at a couple bars on the way to warm your toes up. You know, Scott Road is a long, lonely stroll, and there's no sidewalk, so it's it's not advisable. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't do Scott Road at that point 
if I had to walk. But if I still did it and got home before the last trolley, the last red line, yeah, I could make that happen. I don't know when the last outbound train is, but yeah. the last inbound train, like back to Beachview, for example, is at like 1240 most nights. So that's that's not very late at all, especially if you work at one of said establishments. So, you know, but though it was it was a good weekend. It was it was a good Saturday was kind of the prelude. There wasn't a lot of college football on. Um, you know, I watched Crystal Palace was, lose. Which God, there was uh, one championship game on. It was like South Dakota State. No, no, no. They they played the quarterfinals of FBS and the semifinals of Divisions 2 and 3. I'm sorry, FCS. I still get that wrong. The, the last um, outbound trolley comes by the station by my house in an hour and 58 minutes. From now? From now. Well, that's not too bad. So that's two. That's that's reasonable. Like, the inbound, I don't get why. The the red line's different. You're on the blue line. I'm on, well, I look at the red line right now. Oh. Because the red line's out of Beachview and goes through, through Dormont where I would... Can, catch that oh, okay okay so we're not we're not talking about practical terms like i'm not gonna catch a trolley out to the mall after we're done here you could Nah, i don't i don't think i want to you, i mean you could how is that is that eaton park open all night yes hmm. you're like well let me think about this for a minute <laughs> okay i <laughs> another good thing on saturday is i i got to see a you know a friend of mine we we went to uh fiori's together oh yeah I, my friend mick who never comes to the south hills like he suddenly had a reason to you know and i was like well you know let's go get lunch so we went to fiori's and you know one of the things we talked about was growing up in an area that doesn't have a 24-hour eating park and you know edgewood edgewood yeah it's not yeah it, 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 it used to it used to be back in the day I when know i was when i was in like there. high school they were open all night yeah yeah, high school they were open all night. When I don't think they are. I don't think anything in Edgewood's open anything no. past dark now. No, and the the high the high school situation was like you could go to the Edgewood one all night, but I'd rather and you know most of my friends would agree that we'd all rather go to Squirrel Hill. Yeah, for for the all night. Oh yeah, much better atmosphere. Well, you know, like it's just it was just like a cool place where like all the like all the high school kids who thought they were philosophers would like go hang out at the Squirrel Hill eating park. Right. Yeah. And like chain smoke. And drink coffee because they don't need money, man. We don't need money. Right. We don't need anything, man. We just need our like ideas and our banter. Yeah, and <laughs> and see how far that got them. And then you then you grow up and you realize like you know a few beers don't hurt either. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that's what the squirrel cage is for. And uh, Murphy's and uh, you know yeah. I, so my barber's in Squirrel Hill and I always mm-hmm. I, I always make make my stop at Minio's. Um, and Minio's has a really good pretty decent beer selection and a pretty decent whiskey selection for the cost and they pour it all heavy i so. haven't been to minio's in years so i've not had alcohol there ah okay like i yeah, i yeah. moved out of that area Iello's has a huge tap system now yeah i haven't really been there either and i'll tell you what like when i when i lived over there in like 2002 through 2004 in yeah. Regent square like none of that Iello's was more my stop than minio's Right and yeah, there wasn't. They hadn't renovated anything yet. It was, this was, you know, everything was old. It would look totally different now. Um, well, Miss getting over there, like I've, I've had one Iello's pizza since I moved. Well, yeah, it's well, a shame. I'm, yeah, I'm so, gonna have so to this, rectify that. So this this weekend, though, I mean, there, there was uh, some college football. We had the Army Navy game was on Saturday. Yeah, that was a big one. The Pitt West Virginia game 
was Saturday afternoon. Then right after that, then it was the Army Navy game. Uh, had that on. I was at work for uh, from like noon to like nine. Surprisingly low scoring. Army Navy game, I would say. Yeah, Army still won. Army won. Yeah, it's three years in a row for them. It's big. Um, but what, like seventeen ten? I think I think it was like that. And, yeah. And yeah, like I, you know, I watched a little bit of the first half, and then I had to step away, come back in the fourth quarter, and it's like still seven zero. Yeah. Little, I was a little surprised when you got two option teams, but I guess you know, you. You play against it in practice every week, so I guess you're good at defending it, too. Definitely. Um, also, what happened this past weekend was the PIAA Football State Championships. Um, from our area here in the WPIAL, we had Penn Hills 1-5A, 36-31 over Mannheim Central. Um so my the steamrollers is that their is that their nickname? I think they are. <laughs> the uh, I, I, would say, I would say I would hope so. I would hope so. The Mannheim Central um, Steamroller. I yep. have uh, uh, one of my bosses at work. His daughter plays on the freshman team, and supposedly is pretty damn good, and is expected to play on the varsity team next year. Okay. Uh, for Penn Hills, and he was telling me that the uh, uh, the quarterback for Penn Hills. Had all the touchdowns. Oh, yeah. And he had them all all different ways. Oh, nice. He had a throwing one, a receiving one, a rushing one, a special teams one. and It's been a while since Penn Hills had a a big quarterback prospect. 1995 was the last time they won states. Okay. Was that Um, Anthony Morelli? uh, Sounds about right. Might have been. Sounds about right. But there was this, there was something in the, in the Post Gazette about the, the fabulous 22. Or the whatever you know, like the they do on Thanksgiving yeah. every year. Yeah, and there was like a big anniversary year that that had some good quarterbacks, but I, I think Morelli was on that one. I don't think it was the nineties though. It was like early two thousands. That's possible. Yeah, uh, but congratulations to the Penn Hills Indians, uh, winning the state championship five A, thirty six thirty one. Another uh, big shot here to Aliquippa won the three A title over Middletown. And they didn't just win that one. They won that one completely convincingly at 35 to nothing. Awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. Quips. Quips, quips are always tough in football. They, they, they are, have been. They, they have been. For like years. They, they always play up. It's a, it's a point of pride for them. Um, I got to get around to reading that book. Uh, a few years ago, Guy Kane wrote a, wrote a good, like, in-depth book about Aliquippa football and about the town. And, you know, I read, like, an excerpt from it. I, you know, I can't even remember the name, but since you mentioned it, like, you know. I mean, there's a lot of football players that come out of Quippa and mm-hmm. Bridge, that yeah. area. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hopewell. I mean, there's the whole Beaver County. That's Beaver, why I see. Beaver County football, I mean, what's that, Friday Night Tykes? Friday, yes, I did watch. Is, is based off of Beaver I, County Midget League football. I never watched that show for, uh Friday Night Tikes or whatever you call it, until I just happened to be, like, surfing one day, and there was, like, a marathon of the Aliquippa season, which is really the only one I care about, because it's relatable, because it's, you know, it's Pittsburgh stuff. And, um, yeah, man, I I kind of enjoyed it more than I really thought I would or should, given that it's, like, a reality show about a bunch of old dudes who like to yell at little kids. Right. (laughs) 
Uh, and then uh, also out of WP, I, I believe Farrell's WPIL. I I, I want to say yeah. I mean they're 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 up there. What what Newcastle, Shenango Valley? Like it's not it's not quite up like Crawford County. So like let's let's claim them anyway. Sure, we'll claim okay. Farrell won uh, the single A title over uh, Lackawanna Trail. Well, at least fifty-five to twenty. At least someone called the Steelers got it done this weekend. That is true. That is well. True. Congratulations, Farrell. Let's not let's not let your Class A state title be overshadowed by something we're going to talk about in like a later segment of this right. podcast. Uh, definitely. So high school football is over for this year. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, it's only the week after two two weeks after Thanksgiving. So I mean, you know. No, I know it's it's uh, it's not as long of a season. At least they wrap it up and they don't make the playoff teams take like a month off and then play their finals. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still don't understand how that shit... It's just... It's gonna go away when they add another round of NCAA playoffs. But, but for the time it being... They eight teams or, or even 12. Like, you know, the one A playoffs go straight through. And 6A had a week off. Yes, well, that's because, like... The lack of teams. Everything's screwed up. And the PIAA screwed up the, the the way that they allocate teams to the various classifications, so that like the six A is like meant for like these giant like suburban mega schools that we don't really have as many of here in Western PA. Like it's kind of insane like how many like smaller relatively high schools there are. Like if you like for example like a place like Mount Lebanon. It's a it's a six A school. They play up. It's they it's a big school. It's not like ginormous. Like if a, a community of Mount Lebanon's like affluence in like the Philadelphia area would be like ten times the size, and it would be like merged with like Bethel and Saint Clair. Right. And it would be freaking huge, you know. And it would take like your bus like a half hour to get to school in the morning. Well, I mean, it's some like North Allegheny and Seneca, some of those places out there. You get out to the the north, those schools that are legitimately six A schools based on where they draw from. Yeah, I mean, because North Allegheny is McCandless Township, Marshall Township, um, Franklin Park. Um, there's parts of Diamond Run in there. Is Ingemar like a place? Ingemar is, is <laughs> that I mean, Ingemar is a place. It's like you know, Ingemar's Ingemar a, Road. But... Ingemar's about as big as Mount Lebanon. Is there like a mayor of Ingemar though? Yeah, is there? My grand and yeah, Franklin Park too. Yeah, okay. See, I know Marshall's like huge and spread out. Marshall Township. Um, yeah, there's like they, they draw from so much. Yeah, it's a, it, but like we don't have as many of those here in PA. No, no, not as in Western PA, not compared to Eastern PA, where like you know. Bucks County School. Mm. <laughs> right. So, like, you know. what I'm saying is that, like, there aren't enough schools in Western PA, in Whippeal, that are big enough to qualify for 6A. So you end up with just, like, one, like, mega conference, and they don't have enough... Like, they're putting teams in the playoffs that are 3 and 5, just because they need to be able to, like, at least have two rounds of playoffs. Yeah. Or, like, what's even the point? Yeah, and then also, you know? also wait till... I don't know it's kind of whack. I don't like, know if it's don't next like year it. or the year after. They're still talking about adding the uh, the Catholic and prep school division. I'd be fine with that. Right. I would I, be, it too. Would be, it would be bad for travel. It would be bad for travel, but... But um, if you want to play Central Catholic football, like, you, you should, like, welcome the opportunity to yeah, go traveling yeah. to Altoona and... 
Harrisburg or you know I mean, the thing is Altoona is a good spot because it's kind of in the but, middle. But see, I don't know how they would. I don't. That would be state playoffs. But for Whippeal, uh, what what would Central Catholic what, what what would Central Catholic end up playing? Um, no, there'd just be a statewide Catholic league. A statewide Catholic league. Mm-hmm. So or it could be like all the private schools. So like you could have like uh, what's the one in Erie? Erie Prep. Well, no, Cathedral Prep. Cathedral yeah. Prep. And Mercyhurst Prep. Mercyhurst Prep. And, and then you'd have, like... But down here in Southwest PA, you'd have, what, Central Play and what? So Seton? Seton North. Seton, North Catholic. Sarah. Yeah, and then Central... Uh, Central beat the Olsh, fuck up man. out of hey. Olsh. Canavan. Well, I mean, give it time. Yeah, Canavan. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, and then and then you've got, you know, like, you're going to have to travel to Altoona more. You yeah. know, either you're playing whatever the Catholic school is in Altoona, or you're playing the the Catholic school from Harrisburg at a neutral site because it like cuts down on travel. Um, they would I, play in Altoona. Harrisburg and Central would play at the field in Altoona. Exactly. That's halfway. Exactly. That's like yeah. That's a big stadium. You know, or they'd end up playing at Hershey when they played so and so out of Marion. Yeah. Lower Marion or whatever. I, I you know I haven't like actually broken down the map of like how many like Catholic or private prep schools there are like there are more obviously in the Philly area than there are here yeah but like it would, you'd have like like the Western Conference would be more spread out mm-hmm. just kind of like how it is in like hockey for example right you know it's just like hey you're in the West like deal with it suck it up Buttercup you know <laughs> be like Lewis and Clark <laughs> yeah I mean because. You know, when you get up in those provinces up in Canada for hockey, Jesus Christ, you don't want to walk between the two cities. Mm-hmm. You don't even want to fly between them half the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a. They always, they always talk about the bonding that gets done, because you're always, because you're stuck in a plane all day, yeah, right. or in an airport. You, well, I mean, they don't like wait around the airport. Yeah, they got flights, because but... they get charters. But still, man, like, you gotta like sit on the plane, wait for them to do all their final checks in it, and then, yeah. So high school football is over. Um, we'll talk a little bit about college football because we're getting into bowl season here this weekend. Um, but also in the meantime, here's a little bit of baseball offseason news. Oh, good. Baseball offseason news. This may or may not make you smile, hate yourself, want to stab yourself in the face. Um, you can even like take an ink pen and go Joe Pesci style. And, Please don't. Please you know. don't. Like, this is not worth it. <laughs> um, it's really not that bad. So, uh, offseason is in full swing. Some trades are happening and going on. Avon Nova from the Pirates traded to the White Sox today um, for a middle reliever and 500K in cash for the... I had it written down as the foreign area. Uh, but they have the cash that is dedicated to um, the foreign baseball development. Right, bringing the guys out of like um, it's a different draft. Yeah, it's, a different... it's there's you take a different path into an organization when you come from like the Latin America, Latin America league, or Korea. Korean or Japanese leagues, yeah. as opposed to like if you're just like an American college player or high school player, you know, you just get scouted and drafted and you go to a minor league team. So yes, the, the Pirates did dump some salary, eight point five million, and they and that's a lot of money. Eight point five million this year. They're not going to get eight point five million dollars worth of value out of their Latin American farm system. Nope. In the majors this year, so you consider this like a pretty significant sell. Like I, I was pretty disappointed when I saw this. I was really disappointed on that too. Nova actually, first of all, like he actually liked being here. He. 
Hey, he got every time he pitched on the mound, he looked at his name. He once said on Twitter Tuesday that his favorite restaurant is Monterey Bay, which I can see from my house. Hmm? I could see from my office. When he said that, I looked out my window and I said, hey, I could see Ivan Nova's favorite restaurant from my house. Yeah. And, you know, like, they, you know what? They have good restaurants in Chicago, too. They have really good restaurants <laughs> in Chicago. So, like, let's not, let's not cry for Ivan Nova. Yeah. He's going to be like, he's going to have, like, not just a favorite restaurant, but, like, a favorite deep dish restaurant and a favorite Italian Steakhouse beef restaurant. And a favorite, <laughs> and a favorite sushi restaurant <laughs> and so forth. Favorite um, place for regular, not deep dish pizza. So I'm how sure about um, fan favorite of the Pirates, Andrew McCutcheon. The Cutch is coming back to Pennsylvania. That's great. He signs three and a half, three years, $45 million with the Phillies. Yeah. Um, so I did and he see- single-handedly saves the train corridor between Pittsburgh and Philly. There you go. You know, so they'll, they'll rename it after him. It'll be like the Cutch line. The Cutch line. So uh, I did see a tweet earlier that says, "Ah, Cutch signs with the Philly." Now I don't feel bad about hating him. No, <laughs> he just—he was on the Yankees. I know. He just came from the Yankees. And he was—he's he, a rental player for the Yankees. I, you know, I'm sorry. Like we've talked about this ad nauseum on this show. Like the Philly rivalry for like, baseball, it comes in—it comes in tears, and it's like. The Flyers are like way up high. You can't see how high I am, but I'm a I'm a five six guy on a couch with my left hand as high as it'll go. It is. That's the Flyers, and then it's like I I, I think I might hate the Eagles more than I hate the the Phillies now. Well, the, Just because well, like they got super cocky when they won one Super Bowl, yeah, well, and a guy well, ate horse shit. The uh, literally he did. Now, now, the thing is with the Phillies is back in the day, it was more of a heated rivalry because we're in the same fucking division. We used to be in the same division. Yeah. Now we're not. Now, you know, now the that's odds also, that we get into a wild card race against the Phillies where it's like neck and neck. See, and also back in the day, I people mean, don't, a lot of people don't remember that you had one playoff series. Yeah. It was the East and the West. Mm-hmm. NL East and NL West played each other, and it went to the World Series. Now you have this wild card, then you have Divisional, mm-hmm. then you have Championship League. Then you, it, it's, it used to be like you had to be the best in the East against the best in the West, and that was all there was. There was none of this, you know, shit show of like, <laughs> you know, I can still get into the playoffs being in I, fifth position. I I don't care. Like I like the wild card. I like the wild card. I don't think you should earn a a series, I, I I like. I think they should stick with the play-in game. Yeah. I I don't I don't get why so many people who like position themselves as baseball purists want to like tinker with the wild card more. Like to me, like if you give them a series, then that makes it less important that you, you know, win your division. You you can squeak in with a wild card and still make it into like, you know. A series. That's, right. That's BS. So I mean, they they were tinkering with the wild card of saying like like Mike Greenberg, uh, who Mike Greenberg is still still always puts his name out there of he should be commissioner of baseball. <laughs> I'm not saying the guy has bad views and bad things, you know, to say. I I think he'd probably be a pretty good damn commissioner. But Mike Greenberg is like you know the the instead of having the one game playoff for the wild card. He was saying, do a best of three games where the team with the best record, you know, 
where you play a double header on. They host a double header. They host a double header, and then and if the, the double header is split, split, then you go. Then you travel to the yeah. next city the next day. That's fine. That's tinkering, though. Just leave it it's like tinkering. it is. Just it leave is. it like it is. Just leave it like it is. You know, let, let let someone grow up with a fucking like psychosis because they had to watch the, that Orioles game where there was like the horrible call in, in a one game wild card. You it's know? Funny you mentioned the Orioles. Yeah. Because thanks. thanks, good segue, man. Yeah, because the Orioles. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know, they fired Buck Showalter this year. I heard I heard rumblings that they were gonna, but I didn't and, really pay that close attention. Um, so they hired Brandon Hyde. He's a former Cubs bench coach. Okay. as their manager for this upcoming season. Well, if he got to be the Cubs bench coach, that means he's been sitting at the elbow of the smartest man in the history of the universe, Joe Madden. So this can I don't only, know. I don't know. This means uh, that the Cubs and the Orioles are going to be in the World Series this year. I, I mean, I don't know. How about Theo Epstein's pretty fucking genius? Theo, Theo Epstein's genius too, but um, and Theo the Red Ep- Sox didn't have Joe Madden as their manager Th- when Theo, they won the World Series. Theo, Ep- Theo Epstein has single-handedly brought two organizations out of the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, and took them to championship. Promise. I wonder if he had a mic in his face every day like Joe Madden does, if people would hate him like ten times more. Uh, you know. Probably. I, I was I wonder what, I would think most general managers are probably like bigger douchebags. I, 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 I wonder I wonder what it would cost to get Theo Epstein to come to Pittsburgh. But then um, uh, but then having ownership give Theo Epstein the reins and say, Yes, do whatever you need to do to bring us a championship with unlimited funds. You gotta, you gotta leverage the shit out of that for that to even be possible. Like you'd have to say, like Amazon, like we'll give you whatever you want, <laughs> anything you ask, but you have to like underwrite the hiring of Theo Epstein to be the manager of, or the general manager of the Pirates. Like they don't like to spend money. I know that's why that's why they're not gonna replace Nova. You know they're not going to, right? Did you see Huntington's quote? That oh, yeah. They're going to consider using the opener this year. Like where you start you start a bullpen guy for like an inning, maybe two innings, depending on how many pitches yeah. he throws. And then it's just like by committee until you get to your like seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Like there was a situation. Well, well, that's what Tampa Bay did all Tampa year. Tampa Bay did that a lot. Um, so did like Oakland. Um, you know, teams, teams that made the playoffs like did that occasionally. So it's not... It's not just like giving up. What the Pirates should have done that series in Colorado, instead of bringing up Casey Sadler to start a game, was they should have bullpened one of those games. Yeah, that's that's a way to that's a way to move a guy back in the rotation, let let somebody get an extra day of rest without having to pull some guy from AAA who's not ready for the show. Yeah, that's, now it's true. that's in the past. Like next year when the Pirates payroll is like. 75 million dollars and i see that there's going to be an opener that i don't care about i'm going to tailgate in the parking lot until the main show comes on just like if i'm at a dave matthews concert you know what i'm saying yeah like you don't go into the opener if you don't care like actually i do like i like to hear new music and it's free right Yeah. you know you you paid to see radiohead like why would you not go see the opener and with bands like that, usually have a solid opening. Yeah, but, but um, I'm just saying, like, a lot of people, yeah. I think it would be funny to, like, tailgate and just, like, don't go in until the third inning because well, you're doing that speaking of watching, too. Speaking of watching a stud in a baseball stadium, we're still on Harper Watch. Harper Watch. Harper Watch has, has been officially on now for a while. Um, How's his hair length right now? I'm not sure how it's probably flowing. They're not even watching Harper. They're, they're watching his agent. Right. Like, if they were watching Harper, we'd have more data on hair length. Right? And then, uh, so, 
uh, Harper, uh, he's going to land a ridiculous amount of money and a ridiculous deal um, with somebody. Um, there's been rumblings. We're good, we're good on outfielders, though. We don't need them. So. Yeah, we're good. We don't, need, we, don't, we don't need an outfielder. Yeah. We don't need an outfielder. We got Corey with, Dickerson, man. Yeah, we don't need an outfielder with a big bat. Marte Dickerson Polanco. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need what more a big, do you need? Yeah, we don't need a big uh, left-handed out. We're fine. Um, now, if Bryce Harper played catcher like he used to and does sometimes occasionally. Very rarely. Uh, but, uh, so, yeah, we're looking to see what kind of payday he's going to be in. I know he already turned down $300 million. That just says, I don't want to be in D.C. anymore. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking you can't of, take it with you, Bryce Harper. Speak, speaking of, uh, speaking of uh, big money teams, the uh, Yankees. Um, are probably officially out of the Bryce Harper running. Like they're like, right, we're good, and they also don't need an outfielder. They have all, meathead sluggers to. And they're blast. also and they're also talking with Manny Machado right now. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like they they don't need outfielders either. I mean, the Yankees the, can the afford to pay Bryce Harper three hundred million for ten years. Yeah, they don't need to. No, and the Pirates wouldn't do that in a million years. No, and like the, I don't I, even I, think Bryce Harper would come to Pittsburgh. They just need more power. He's got a buddy in Philly. There's he would have come about to him going to Philly. He would have come to Pittsburgh five years ago. Yeah, they had such a win, such a narrow window where it was actually a place that people wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think it would have been a good fit back no, no, then because, like, that was when they were extending all their outfielders' contracts, including McCutcheon. Yep. And you know, I, I also think that you know Harper is Harper, so he's got to go to a place that can like make room for his ego and i don't i'm not saying that is that like i don't equate ego with just you're a bad person automatically but like he's just he's one of these dudes who's been told that he's great his whole life oh yeah I and mean, he needs he needs to be somewhere that you know he feels his greatness is appropriately I mean, uh, appreciated again i mean the first uh, watching you know uh, Cole Hamels plunk him square in the back. Yeah. And be like, he's been talking about this is the second coming of Babe Ruth mm-hmm. and the best thing since sliced bread. Welcome to the bigs, Rook. Yeah. Like, you know. Which is funny because Cole Hamels himself is like a very like, well, very like affluent lifestyle. Like, oh yeah. You know, he's, he's done some modeling. Yeah. On the side. Cole Hamels so has had some flowing hair. And, and he's, and he's got some, yes, he's got very flowing hair and he's very good at what he does and he's, you know, like, gotten some contract upgrades in his time but he's still like a salty old pitcher and harper's still like a a young man with a large back so i look at our our next our next little topic here uh and i says enough about baseball but i look at our next topic and there's still more baseball more baseball yeah it's december it's the winter meetings okay okay so did you so this past saturday did you um get to see any little bit of the heisman trophy ceremony no all right, so I got to By see it. By design, because I was watching the NLS Cup final. I, I got to see it. I didn't get to hear it, because mm. I was at work, and we had uh, a DJ. Hey, can you turn this down so we can hear a speech about the glory of football? <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, so, it's not going to So fly. the Heisman Trophy uh, this year was won by Kyler Murray. Uh, he is the second straight quarterback and also the second straight sooner um, to win the Heisman Trophy. Uh, he had over 4,000 passing yards this season. 51 TDs uh, with a 12-1 uh, uh, record to win the Big 12 title uh, for Oklahoma this year. Um, here's a little bit about Mr. Kyler Murray. The Oakland A's has signed him to play baseball in the 2018 draft. Yeah. Um, 
He signed for $4.66 million. He was drafted ninth overall. Um, he is signed to baseball, but also looks at possibly doing both. Just not sure how possible it actually is for him to play two professional sports. I think at that point you need to talk to Mr. Deion Sanders and Mr. Bo Jackson and see how possible that really is. And both of them will probably tell you, Pick baseball, dude. <laughs> yeah, Bo Jackson. I heard. I heard earlier. I heard earlier tonight that Bo actually told him to stick to one. Yeah. Um, I think part of that is because maybe like Bo just wants to like be the guy, but I think Bo knows, as he does about so many things, right? Including Diddley. <laughs> and thank you, Bo Jackson, for welcoming Bo Diddley into the awareness of like this you know like nine-year-old right i know those right? nike commercials exactly but, like kyler murray's not going to be that guy like if he goes into the a's system he's not going to go straight to the majors no because that's not how anyone does it even bryce harper didn't go straight to the majors no he I spent mean, a half a year he, sk- he skipped triple a he skipped triple a like you know like if kyler murray is really that good which i don't think he is like he's still gonna have to do a couple seasons in the minors um and, and the minor see, minor league season ends a little bit earlier than the major league season. And I don't. But see he's going to miss training camp for football if he if he plays a full minor league. He season. can't he can't go into the NFL as a quarterback. He could be a backup. He, but he, do you want to do you want to go to like Latrobe or Oxnard, California? You know, to sit, sit and hold a clipboard. You know, through yeah. January. Yeah, he's when, not, when you could be playing in Florida in March and like and playing winter, a season winter through leagues, September in winter leagues and everything else, yeah, you know. Um, and besides that, okay, the dude must be some type of stud if they're gonna give him a four four and a half million dollar. Yeah, contract. the ninth overall pick in the draft is not like a bum. No, like I know that the the predictability of a major league draft. Do you know who's agent is Scott Boris? Yeah. So like Scott Boris doesn't just represent any old schmo. No, you um, know he's. He's got something here. So, so Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson are the only two that I know of. Well, there's Jim Thorpe, but that's <laughs> Jim Thorpe played every sport. But, but, but again, we, we were never thought of to even see that happen. But, yeah. but we, we grew up with Bo Jackson and oh, Deion yeah. Sanders. And Deion Sanders was the first one to play an NFL football game and a Major League Baseball game in the same day. Right. Um, Bo didn't even do that. Bo played, Bo played football... And baseball, because he was freakishly good. Yeah. And if you ever watch anything about Bo Jackson, he was so pissed when he couldn't participate in his final senior year, halfway through his senior year in baseball at Auburn. Mm. Because the Tampa Bay Bucks flew him down and was like, they said, he checked, no, you're good, you're good, it won't affect your eligibility. Well, that was before... This, that, and the other thing. So the Tampa Bay Bucks actually violated his eligibility. Oh, jeez! For his finals, I never knew that. The thirty for thirty. Yeah. Okay. Um. So he basically like got got scouted so by he a got, pro football team, and it screwed up and his it eligibility. Screwed up his eligibility to play yeah, baseball. To play baseball in college. I just so, rolled my eyes. So then, yeah, I know you, you couldn't did. have seen that. Yeah, but yeah. Um. But so you had the. Uh, so then he got so mad. The Bucks and said. Don't draft me. You'll yeah. waste a draft pick. You, I'm going to play baseball. And he went and played baseball. Tampa Bay Bucks drafted him. Yeah. Number one. Uh, number number one overall. And he said, I'm not playing for you. I told you don't draft me. You just waste a draft pick. Well, then Al Davis sneaks in and says, well, let me go buy Joe Bo Jackson's rights. 
So that's how he got. They talked to Bo Jackson. He said, well, "I thought you're right. So you come play for the Raiders?" He said, "Sure. Yeah, something to do." <laughs> yeah, it was something to do. I, I don't want to be reminded about like a good thing that Al Davis did <laughs> in this of all weeks. <laughs> right. But that's a pretty good thing that Al Davis did, and he couldn't have done it if he wasn't willing to just like throw around a bunch of money. I mean, I, I, I mean, look at it this way: this kid wins the Heisman in college football. He's not going to play it down in NFL football. But a lot um, of Heisman winners bust. Oh yeah, but also there's a lot. Do uh, you remember Charlie Ward? Charlie Ward never played it down in the NFL. He went and played. He went and played down with Penny Hardaway down at Miami Heat. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, he played for the Knicks too. And he did play for the Knicks yeah. too. And then, um, and then you had uh, uh, not saying that he won the Heisman or anything, but Pistol Pete Gonzalez, quarterback at Pitt. Yeah. He never. He he played what he went. He got. I think he sat with the Steelers for one year on practice squad or whatnot, mm. and I think he went to another NFL team and never was off practice. Either was practice squad or a backup, but then he went and played pro ball with with Charlie Ward down at the Heat. Like, I mean, you know, some of these guys are just freakishly good at a couple different sports. And hey, you know what? I'm gonna tell you right now. If you tell me I can go play NFL football or Major League Baseball, I'm gonna go play Major League Baseball. I I, I would do the same. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do baseball too. Oh, he's gonna do baseball. He's already committed. But yeah. it's a matter of. But to do both, I, I don't think it's gonna. Work I don't out. think he can do both as a quarterback. If mm-hmm. he did as a, a a wide receiver or a defensive back, or somewhere along those lines, where he didn't have to be, you know, have all that sh- stress on you as a quarterback. There's a yeah. I mean, there's a stress on you no matter what position you play quarterback's the biggest one right and it's it's awesome for him that he by virtue of being such a good athlete you know probably the best athlete at the university of oklahoma mm-hmm. like that means you get to be the starting quarterback on the football team and he you know has a chance to take it to its you know ultimate conclusion and payoff by winning the heisman and then the national championship and then he can go play baseball and get that get that signing bonus and you know, he might he's not gonna make big money in the minors, but he's got that bonus money until he realizes if he's gonna get there or not. Well, you know what? Four point six million even after taxes will last you a long time. Yeah. Uh not so, as long as you want it to though. Well, do you know what does last a long time? Hmm. Slice on Broadway. Not when you're me, man. I, I know, right? I, just, I mean, okay. I mean, that was a bad. That was a bad a segue. Slice on Broadway, though, does have it lasts a, a lot. It actually it actually lasts a long time. Like if you if you live alone, yeah, you can get a large pizza, and that's like but all the food you need for the whole day. Slice on Broadway, the original location on Broadway Avenue in Beachview. Uh, big supporters of Sorgatron Media Studios um, here and, and uh, so forth, and also a lot of the different shows that Sorgatron Media Studios produces. Not only this show. Uh, but shows like Awesome Cast and Wrestle Mayhem, Fishing Without Bait, and several others. Go check out uh, the whole lineup at Sorgatron Media Studios and listen to what they have to say during this break. And Matt and I will be right back. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back. Um, so what's the best part about, like, right now, sports season-wise? Everything is going on at the same time. A lot of shit's going on at the same time. I mean, time. Not, not baseball, but pretty much everything else I follow. Right? Um, college hoops. College hoops. Is... College hoops fills a lot of void. Mm-hmm. Monday, or we'll go Tuesday through the weekend. Yeah. Thursday night football. Man, I'm not always excited to watch that game. No. You know, but 
College hoops. College hoops fills a lot of voids, especially coming into bowl season. There's only one or two games a day for football. Yeah. Um, but this past weekend, we had a, a, a nice big game. It's not a really big, big game, but it was a nice big game for our area. Pitt and West Virginia actually got a little bit of a renewal. A little bit of a renewal in the uh, backyard brawl uh, rivalry. Uh, though we'll start with Pitt. Pitt hoops took two losses last week. Um, Niagara loss was tough. Uh, it was a last second. Um, it was Did last we talk second about one. that last week? We might have. We might have. I think it might have been that night that we recorded. Right. Um, uh, WVU uh, lost this past Saturday. was a double-digit loss. Um, all losses hurt, but those buzzer beaters hurt more. Buzzer beaters are worse. Yeah. Um, uh, WVU is a, it's a, it's a program from a power conference. Yeah, Big 12. And it, it's a, it's a little tune-up for... You I mean, know what and, the ACC schedule is going to be yeah. like. Now, I'm not saying that WVU is as good as Duke. No, nowhere near. Okay, but they're they're as good as Virginia Tech. Dude, I would put and, Duke against some of the bad NBA teams right now. Yeah, I mean, me too. I, mean, <laughs> I haven't yeah. even seen them this year, but just because I know they have three guys who are going to be rookies in the NBA next year, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, Pitto uh, is seven to three overall. Um, they're five and one home record, zero and two road record. Uh, the conference play starts after the first of the year, uh, with them coming up. Uh, again, Pitt is ACC basketball, so you get to see a lot of lot of good basketball um, with that conference. Mm. Um, and no we matter. are getting a TV channel. Yeah, you saw that. Like, yeah, not not like this year, but not this year. year. Yeah, right now it's under the ESPN's under the ACC. It has the ACC yeah. contract. Um, but the there's going to be like an there is going to be an network. ACC network. There about is. time. I know, right? They told us that we were going to have that, and it's uh, been like seven years. WVU, uh, they've had some bad losses as well. They are six and three uh, so far on the season. Uh, they had a great showing over Pitt on Saturday, and they did have a tough loss a few days prior to that uh, against the Florida Gators, uh, and so forth. So Penn State, Penn State basketball, not really. Penn State's not really known. For basketball, um, they did win the NIT a couple they years did win ago. The NIT, but they're not really known for their basketball. Um, so they currently they are five and four, and they have two losses already in conference play. Well, um, um, Big Ten does some weird stuff with their they have conference play early, and then they go to non conference, and they come back to conference. Now, Penn State is known not as a power in the Big Ten, not at all, but you know I, I watch a fair amount of Big Ten network basketball coverage, and like they don't. I don't think anybody discounts a trip to Happy Valley, just because that's like kind of a tough travel. They play situation. what? Br- Bryce Jordan Center. The Bryce Jordan Center. Mm-hmm. Now I I know now that Rutgers and Maryland are also in the Big Ten that it is no longer the easternmost stop, so it's not the longest travel that they have to do. Right. But it's, you know, it can, they can be a trap team for a lot of teams, but oh, yeah. no, nobody expects them to do anything. And it was kind of funny, like a couple weeks ago, like I saw on Twitter some people complaining that the. The, one of the local radio stations wasn't talking enough about Penn State hoops, and it's uh, just you know, it's Penn pe- State basketball. Penn barely... State hockey's better than Penn State basketball. And their yeah. hockey program's only three years old. Yeah, people care more about that than they do about Penn State basketball in in this town, especially. I think I think next week we'll uh, we'll have to indulge ourselves into some college hockey and take a look into those programs so, because we have some big ones around here. Yeah. I mean, with Penn State hockey, Robert Morris, the Robert Morris women's is definitely better than Robert Morris men's, I believe. I watched a, um, uh, I watched a college hockey game tonight, as a matter of fact. UMass versus Yale. 
Oh, that's a big matchup. Mm-hmm. That is a huge matchup. Yeah, UMass is like number two right now, and Yale is like 18. And UMass won. And uh, the play-by-play call, Tim Neverett, former Pirate announcer. Hmm. It's good Good to hear him. I, I saw he uh, he declined his option with uh, Red Sox Radio. He's going he's gonna to pursue other options. I don't know why. That's a well. He got a World Series ring. Yeah, get a ring. That's good I think job. he might have two. I mean, he probably he probably wants to do TV. Yeah, you know, Red Sox radio, man. That's... Uh, I, then... I enjoy I enjoy baseball on the radio. Oh, baseball on the radio is so much better than any other sport on on radio. Every um, other time I listen, if I listen to like hockey on radio, it's just to. Just to find out if goals happen. The only real, the know? only way to listen to hockey radio is if you're listening to Mike Lang. Well, yeah, Mike Lang should be on TV, but that's neither here nor there. He drinks so much he would. <laughs> what? What? So what? Like you could be too drunk to be on TV, but not too drunk to be on radio. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Especially whenever they panned the camera in there a few times and found the bottle of doers in his hand. But I mean, that's besides the point. You um, just need to hire a better stage manager. Right. Exactly. Jeez. Uh, I get you, man. I get you. Uh, Mike Lang's not, also not even, he's not even doing every uh, Peds game. He's doing uh, the home games and close travel is what it's considered. So, like, okay. Columbus. All right. <laughs> so who's Buffalo. Doing, who's doing radio play-by-play? Mm-hmm. For the long long trips. I know Borky and I'm not sure who else. Oh. I'll have to check it out. Like I, I'll have to check it out too. I'm not. I'm not like you know. I'm not hating on the radio. I just just hockey on the radio doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, you know, football on the radio doesn't really. We're, we're used to listening to Bill Hillgrove. I like Bill. I, I used to listen to Bill and yeah. Myron. And Myron. I mean, I don't know how many times we would turn down the regular announcers and put DVE on, and then you'd have to figure out if the TV was. Five seconds ahead of them, or the radio is five seconds ahead of the TV. Yeah, you got to pause it with DVR. Like you can fix it. But yeah, with DVR you can fix it and get it sync up right. Um, but yeah, um, so uh, Notre Dame. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Notre Dame is in the ACC conference for basketball in everything, everything but football, everything but football. Um, so the Irish are six and three. And of course, conference play has not started in the ACC until after the first of the year. Uh, Irish coming off two losses in a row to Oklahoma and UCLA, which by all means are not sneezing, sneeze over um, teams when it comes to basketball and are perennial powerhouses. Sure, yeah. Uh, in basketball there. Uh, so we have that going on for us. Uh, did you get? Is there any uh, college hoop games you got to watch? I, I watched the Dukes game the other night. They got to play Penn State coming up. Yeah. They got to go to the Brace Jordan Center. Yeah, I like, um, who the hell are they playing? I don't know. They they didn't win. Um, I didn't get to watch Pitt WVU. Um, you know, uh, I'll, I'll put on like some random shit because I got the ESPN Plus app. So like they they got some decent like. Right now, it's just the teams I want to watch are playing a lot of like cupcake games right now. Yeah. So I'll just like surf around and find a game that's got a close score. You know, and that's what's cool about the app is it shows you the score before you click on it. So it's just like, oh, here's here's a game that's like close in the second half, and I'll watch a little bit of that. And then, you know, there are so many teams in basketball. Like you, you can't, you can't just get stuck following one team unless it's like your favorite team. You know, 
Like, the rest of the time watching basketball, you should really be trying to find the best, most competitive game. And, um, you know, we don't, we don't talk a lot of NBA on this show, but, you know, that is a nice thing that's also available, like, when, when you can't find a good college game. There's usually an NBA game to like, watch. Like, some NBA games are blowouts, but they, the nationally televised games, they, they do tend to, at least in theory, feature matchups that are supposed to be close and competitive. Um, what was it last night? The Celtics and the Pelicans were on NBA TV last night, and it went down to the wire. Yeah, and Anthony Davis is playing the Pelicans now. Yeah, so yeah, they're I actually mean, pretty good. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty decent, from what I understand. And I get I mean, all the West, my... they're in the West, so so, so it's stacked. The, out the only there. basketball knowledge that I have comes from Stephen A. Smith and First Take and Wake Up on ESPN in the mornings, and pretty much all I hear is all LeBron all the time. Yeah, well, you know he's on the Lakers now. I don't know if you heard that. I've heard a thing or two about it. Yeah, LeBron's on the Lakers, and uh, Durant is still on the Warriors, and they had a big fight with a bunch of suspensions. And then they had a fight in the locker room where Draymond Green got suspended for calling out Kevin Durant. Yeah. I've I've heard the rumblings of Joel Embiid had diarrhea. I've heard the rumblings of all this stuff. You know? Uh, Part of the NBA's marketing strategy is about, like, the players' personalities. So it... It kind of gets at times like wrestling with the like the trash talk and the like drama. You know what I mean? Like when you watch Raw and it's just like people arguing about a, a contract for like 45 minutes before God, they actually I, start fighting. I, I, I swear to God, if you watch wrestling on TV anymore, there's literally about a half an hour of actual wrestling and an hour and a half of just yapping them out. Soliloquizing. It's like, it's just like a soap opera for, you know, dudes. It always has been. It always has been. I mean, but they, they've, they're emphasizing the writing a lot more because they realize that the people don't want to watch the fake matches. Um, and they're not going to give you any fake matches that are actually of any consequence unless it's a pay-per-view. So why would you watch two hours of like guys grappling each other that's not going to have any sort of like impact? Remember when wrestling used to be on Saturday mornings? Yeah. So, moving into some things that could also be blowouts. Uh, bowl season starts Saturday. You mean things that could also be fixed, like wrestling? There's that too. <laughs> um, I've already seen a big list somewhere, and I don't know exactly where I saw it at to pull up who is and who isn't playing in bowl games. Locally, we know Greer, Will Greer from uh, Will Greer from WVU. West Virginia is not playing in their respective bowl game. He's going for the pros. Yeah, he's going pros. Now, as a fan, if I were... And I do root for West Virginia, like, casually on the side when they're playing in the Big 12. Because I consider them a local team. Yeah. And I was I was out uh, Friday night, Black Friday in Chapel Hill. And, like, I was the one, like, begging the bartender to change just one TV in the corner to the West Virginia game. So I could watch it. Okay? And I'm not mad at all about Greer. And, like, I, I can't imagine if you were, like, a fan of West Virginia, like, it's not the biggest bowl, you know what I mean? Like, there's no not prize right. for winning the Camping World Bowl other than, like, money. Which, I, as a fan, I'm not going to see a dime of that money. Will Greer, as a quarterback, is not going to see a dime. <laughs> 
and that's that a whole and that's a whole other argument for another episode. <laughs> but and and I agree with you also. Like that's fucked up that he's not going to see a dime either. But I'm just saying, he'll like, get a ring. As as a fan, I just want to see the team like put itself in position for next year. He'll, he'll get and it. if that means like not playing the starter, and like let's see what this new guy's got in yeah. a big situation. Now I don't, I don't know if anybody in the big four. The, the four teams, the final four, I don't think anybody there is not playing. Obviously not, because yeah. those games actually mean something. Yeah. But the bowl games, like, the whole justification, when people say, like, oh, why do you care about getting into a bowl if you only got six wins? Like, that's, like, just celebrating mediocrity. And then people who, like, actually understand how college football works will retort, and they will say, if you make a bowl, you get to practice up until the bowl game. So you, you get to see what you have for next year. Yep. You have an advantage over teams that only had five wins who have who under NCAA rules are not allowed to practice anymore after week 12. So to that end, like, why wouldn't you want to see next year's quarterback play in a, in a Camping World Bowl game that there are zero repercussions for winning or losing? And that the opposing team that you're playing has no tape on him whatsoever. That's true, too. And, it, and it's a big enough stage because it's on national television – and you know that the alumni are watching, even if they didn't make the trip because it's the Camping World Bowl. But you know that you're on a big stage and that you're representing your university and the team that you're going to hopefully be the quarterback of next year. And, that, you know, like, I can find interest in that as a casual fan. Yeah. I don't care. And if I'm gambling, well, that just makes, <laughs> that just makes it harder to pick. I know, right? So this Saturday we have uh, a lineup of the Cure Bowl, which is Tulane and Louisiana Lafayette. Mexico Bowl, uh, North Texas and Utah State. You have the Las Vegas Bowl, Arizona State and Fresno State. You have the Camellia Bowl. Camellia. Camellia Bowl. It's a plant. Georgia Southern. Tea is a Camellia plant. Georgia Southern and Eastern Michigan. Uh, and then you also have this one. This one right here was probably going to be my favorite bowl to watch on Saturday. Middle Tennessee App State. Oh, yeah. And the New Orleans Bowl. Oh, yeah? That, Is that at the, the New, Superdome? Uh, I would think so if it's in New Orleans. I mean, unless they're going to play that at a high school stadium. I mean, they play high school games at the Superdome, mm-hmm. so why not? It's a turf, you know? It's, yeah. They're not, they're not going to tear it up like uh, Heinz Field or the um, Mausoleum. Yeah, right? Yeah, so that, that that's, that's actually probably going to be a pretty damn good bowl game to watch. Those are the ones you got to watch for. Like, don't... Is that the turkey? Yeah. Is that is that our turkey? No, I haven't seen this. What is this? I don't know. We're watching ESPN right now, and they show this turkey. There's a turkey chasing a man down the street. Chasing a man down the street. But the street is flat and has a wide shoulder, so I'm going to guess that it's not anywhere it looks like it has a, well, It looks like it has a bike lane. But... That's not a bike lane. That's a shoulder. <laughs> There's more snow on the ground than, than here. Right. Yeah, I can't tell where that is. And the video was sent in by someone named Skaleski. Okay, that's totally a Pittsburgh name. Uh, <laughs> I can't tell the license plate on the car. That's the thing. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They're, they're coming at you. They don't have a front license plate because they're in PA. That's yeah. how you know. So, and then you also have uh, coming up. And then you have, it looks like you have a bowl game every night of the week. Yeah. So you have Boca Raton Bowl, UAB in Northern Illinois. Uh, Wednesday is going to be the Miami Beach Bowl, San Diego State in Ohio. Uh, and that's OU, by the way. Uh, Gasparilla Bowl, Marshall, uh, and South Florida. 
That's a home game for South Florida. It is. That's played in Raymond James, isn't it? Yeah. And then you have the Bahamas Bowl. It's FIU and Toledo. Hey, at least they get to go somewhere really warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. And that's going to be Western Michigan and BYU. And if that's on the blue field, right? Yeah, that's going to be cold. Yeah, that's... That's like a booby prize bowl. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, what What? What kind of swag do they get there? Like, potatoes? I don't know. Chips? And then next Saturday, we have a nice little lineup. Of the Birmingham Bowl, Memphis and Wake Forest. The Armed Forces Bowl is Houston and the Army. And that's the Armed Forces Bowl is played in Annapolis. Is it? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Didn't they play it in San Diego before? Or is it the... Oh, wait. There's a military bowl. The military and bowl. And there's the Armed Forces Bowl. And there's bowl. the Armed Forces Bowl. So the Armed Forces Bowl is played in probably San Diego. Mm. And the military bowl is played in They Annapolis. should play one on an aircraft carrier. Do we have an aircraft carrier big enough for football? They're all big enough for football. Are they? You can play six football games on an aircraft carrier deck. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're landing planes on it, I guess. <laughs> I've never seen one up close, all right, Steve? I've been on them. Oh, okay. My uncle was on the Ike. <laughs> my uncle, as he as he uh, as he described it, his um, floating apartment with a landing deck on top. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then you have the Dollar General Bowl, Buffalo and Troy, uh, Hawaii Bowl, Louisiana Tech, Hawaii. Uh, and then you have a break on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then you go back into Wednesday the twenty. Oh, that's Christmas. <laughs> mm. So then uh, after Christmas. Why can't um, they play on Christmas, man? I don't know. They make NFL players and NBA players play on Christmas. Why can't they make college kids play on Christmas? Because the kids don't get paid. Exactly. Is that why? I don't know. Uh, we have the first responder bowl. That's Boston College and Boise State. That sounds like a new one. Uh, the Quick Lane Bowl. Minnesota and Georgia Tech. I like that name. That's uh, my lane. Like Cheez-It Bowl. Lane. I didn't think that was a real bowl. California and TCU. West Virginia was supposed to go to that bowl. I kept getting ads on my Twitter feed. Ever after West Virginia lost their first game, and like they were no longer in the national title hunt, I kept seeing these ads that would say like West Virginia's going to the Cheeto Bowl or the Cheez It Bowl, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's so mean. Like you're just like ripping on them. I didn't know that was a real bowl. I yeah. thought they were just like making fun of the no. fact that they lost. That's on Wednesday the 26th, and then uh, the 27th you have uh, the Independence Bowls, Temple and Duke. Then you have the Pinstripe Bowl, which is held up there in uh, Yankee Stadium, Miami, Florida, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a home game for Wisconsin. <laughs> is it? Well, it Miami and Wisconsin playing in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, but New York's New York, so like, who has more alumni working on Wall Street and like in the media and such? I don't know. I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah. You got the uh, Texas Bowl, Baylor and Vanderbilt. Music City Bowl, Purdue and Auburn. Um, then you just have the Bulls Bowl. It was West Virginia and Syracuse. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. It's called the Bulls Bowl? Yeah, it's West Virginia and Syracuse. No, it's the Camping World Bowl. That's why I kept saying it Camping World. It just has World. bowls. Well, they, well, that's bad data entry. It's the Camping World Bowl. Uh, <laughs> you think I was just like saying some gibberish? <laughs> like I said it like five times. Okay. Uh, Alamo Bowl. Alamo Bowl, Iowa State, and Washington State. Can you say Adobe? <laughs> uh, and then you got the Belk Bowl, which is South Carolina and Virginia. Both places know what Belk's actually is. Yeah. 
Actually, the inn where we stayed in, in Carolina, it's on campus. So, like, every wing of the hotel, like, every floor was, like, dedicated to a different department. And there, I was on the business wing. And there was actually, like, the uh, they had a photo of, like, the founding of the business school. And, like, Mr. Belk was, like, one of the, like, founders. Oh, nice. So I was like, so that's who it is. It's, like, a dude's name. Now then I you know. got the Peach Bowl, which is going to be Florida, Michigan. Uh, the Arizona Bowl is Arkansas State, Nevada. And then you get into some of the big boys. You get the um, Notre Dame, Clemson, Cotton Bowl. And then you have the Orange Bowl is Oklahoma and Alabama. And then you have the... That's on the 29th. Uh, and then you have... New Year's Eve, you have uh, the Military Bowl, Cincinnati, Virginia Tech. Sun Bowl is Stanford and Pitt. And then you have the Red Box Bowl. Why did that do that? Red Box Bowl. Do you have to, like, put a little screen over the back of your head to block the sun glare? Right. When you watch it. Red Box Bowl is Michigan State and Oregon. Liberty Bowl is Missouri and Oklahoma State. Holiday Bowl, Northwestern and Utah. Uh, these are New Year's Eve bowls, by the way. NC State and Texas A&M in the Gator Bowl. Now your New Year's Day, traditional New Year's Day bowls. Outback Bowl, uh, Mississippi State and Iowa. Uh, Fiesta Bowl, LSU and UCF. And I think UCF might get their ass handed to them on that one. Uh, are they playing? LSU. Oh, and come on. You're being a homer, man. I think UCF can handle anybody. No. Anybody anybody uh, short of Clemson and Alabama. They don't have their quarterback. Oh. He, he got broke. And oh. they played their championship game, and they came back to win. I saw the comeback. Yeah. I didn't realize he, that was... I haven't watched any other yeah. UCF games this yeah. year. And then you got your Citrus Bowl, uh, Kentucky and Penn State. Rose Bowl, Washington and Ohio State. The Sugar Bowl is Texas and Georgia. So, with them moving the traditional New Year's Day Bowls of being the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl to the 29th, mm. uh, and those are your big four for the playoff there, and the winners of those two can go play the national championship, which is going to be, what, the following Monday or the following Saturday? Mm. I'm not exactly sure. It doesn't give me the time for that one, for the actual national championship game. Now, the 29th is a Saturday. Yeah, so they'll probably play the following. Oh, that's going to be big. They'll probably play on a, they'll probably play on a Saturday, wouldn't they? The national championship game? Wouldn't they play that? Mm. Wherever they play that on Monday. I think they usually play it on a Monday. Right? I don't know why. Like, I feel like it would do better on a Saturday. Yeah. Like, the way they used to do it, it made sense to have it on a Monday, but... You're right. Like the way the way it sets up this year with, uh, first of all, you can't conflict with the NFL on a Sunday, so you play the playoffs on a Saturday for college, and then you got Sunday NFL. Or is that uh, is that the bye week? No, 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 no. Yeah, there there'll be NFL playoffs that weekend, or it'll be the last week of the regular season. Regardless, like there's a ton of football on. You know, up until. New Year's Day, and then there's just a gap. The second, third, and fourth, there's no football. And, like, why not play the championship game on Saturday night? January, January 7th. See, like, that's weird. I, I, so I, they're going to have a whole nother week? They'll have a week and a... A week plus two days. When they should play it on 5th, on the 5th, Saturday night, January 5th. 
College football is on Saturday. Play on Saturday. Don't they're, you care about the students on and campus? They're, and they're playing at Levi Stadium this year in Santa Clara. <sighs> That's where the final is? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. So January 7th is a Monday, so they're going to play on 29th, which is a Saturday. Then they're going to have, yeah, a week, a, a solid week and a, two days. So... Anyway, that's how they do it. They're not they're not going to change their ways because of me. No, they're not going to change their ways because of me either. Yeah. Um, but no, so that's your quick bowl rundown. Uh, a lot of football uh, from this Saturday on out. Uh, it seems like there's a game every day except for Christmas Eve, Christmas, uh, a couple days right before Christmas. Yeah, spend the time with your family. Spend some time with your family. Enjoy it. Um, there's NBA basketball on Christmas. I don't think there's an NFL game on Christmas mm. this year. Um, no. Because Christmas didn't fall on a Sunday or a Monday. You can play with uh, your all your sporting equipment that you get as a present for yeah, Christmas. With your, yeah. You know, maybe you got new skis or some new biking gear. or Got new golf clubs? Hopefully it's warm enough for you to use your golf clubs if you get any. And you can always come and go down to Top Golf and use Yeah, golf that's clubs. true. That's true. Uh, definitely there. Uh, so there. How about uh, you've been, you get to listen to a lot more Penn's games than I do. Mm. I get to see them. I don't get to hear them. Um, you get to listen to them and not see them. Yeah. <laughs> so I did get to watch last night. Uh, the stars have been shining recently um, with, with a couple nice wins, but they've had a couple losses in that period as well. Um, the guys have taken some bad losses. Uh, their, their record overall is 13-10-6. They're currently in fourth in the division. Uh, Pens are in the middle of their annual dad's trip, which is always fun uh, to watch and see all the videos that come out of that. Um Dads get to go to Chicago this year. Dad, it went to Long Island, Chicago. Yeah, it's a good trip. Good trip. A lot, uh, of, a lot of good eating on that trip, I bet. A lot of really good eating on that trip, and then and the guys get to hang out with their dads and the other dads, and they and they all get to share stories and so forth with each other and and whatnot. And uh, the Pens do have five home games and four away games in the rest of December, so there's opportunity to go see the Pens uh, coming up. Tickets have not been re. Ridiculously priced. It also is reflective of how the team's been playing. Yeah. Um, so, what was the game I watched the other night that it was it was all the stars had like the Tang had two goals, Kessel had two goals, Crosby had a goal, and Malkin had a goal. Um, that was that was a six to six to two win, or whatever. Um, a couple nights ago. Got to see that. that they, the, all the guys were clicking right there. I mean, it was like probably the most complete game I've watched this year where they had uh, the power, they scored in the power play. The neutral zone was, um, the, the neutral zone w- play was, was there. The defense played well. Uh, the puck blocking, shot blocking all, was all there. Um, it was a complete put together game. Now, I'm not sure why all games can't be like that i mean that's the issue is finding the consistency you know hockey's a funny game like that you know there's there's a lot of bounces like momentum is is a bigger thing in hockey than i think any other sport because the it's it's two teams of players just constantly coming at each other Mm -hmm. and there's line changes and like when you make the line change like affects the momentum you know, there's so much timing involved, and because they're moving so fast, like, even a, a tiny slip-up can, like, completely, you know, they always talk about tilting the ice, 
and it, it does seem that way sometimes like when a team just can't get going it's really frustrating to watch um and you know from what i saw last night <clears throat> it's pretty back and forth game i mean they won it was it was a pretty decent game to watch last night i thought, I thought the crowd was kind of dead at the coliseum or the mausoleum or yeah. whatever you want to call it uh, they're they're, re, they're they're reconstructing them Mo- yeah they they've done some renovations yeah. and they're they're going to do more and they are going to move back to the to the island. Yes, they are going to move back to the island. They finally they finally got the money. They're they're not going to get the new arena that they wanted, but they're going to get like major renovations of the one that's already there, which you know when they're done with them, like will probably be a better hockey venue than you know the Barclays Center, where there's like an SUV in the front row. Right, the Barclays Center is not a very good hockey arena um, setup at all. Yeah. Um, you know, but the Nassau Mausoleum, I mean, was just so old in that building. I mean, I, I've heard the stories of like the the you'd be sitting in the locker room and and the water be dripping on you mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, that's where uh, you know the 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 stadium in the NFL that's always talked about of being a very bad stadium is is in Oakland. Uh, really, uh, I hadn't heard. You know, uh, on how that stadium is falling apart and whatnot and. It gets it, and the Oakland Coliseum is a better baseball stadium than it ever was a football stadium. Um, you know, in hockey, I mean, I miss the igloo. Yeah, I really miss the igloo. That building got loud. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it was built to be that way. I mean, because it, it was built as a civic center mm-hmm. first for but it opera. Kind of crappy. You know, the, yeah, the acoustics were good, but. I mean, I was at the last hockey game in the in the arena, and it was. And at some point, I just stopped cheering myself and just sat there and listened to how loud it, it did was. get loud. I I remember working on that game. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was very loud. Um, but it, shame about the outcome. But shame about the outcome. I mean, we ran into Yaroslav Halak, stood on his head, mm. going there, and that guy. Played as a backup goalie going through the playoffs and played himself into a nice contract the next year. Um, I think he went to the Blues um, for a while, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, the Pens definitely need to just get their heads out of their asses. It'll come along or it won't. You know, I mean, it, it'll either come along or it won't. You know, but uh, you they're, know, they're not going to do anything drastic. Like they're not going to trade Kessel. I don't think. I don't think they're going to trade Malkin or Crosby, obviously. Crosby's untouchable. Um, Malkin. The goaltending just has to work itself out. It's, I mean, it's just Casey like, any, it's just like any other year. They, and then, they've got to just uh, work it I out. Did, did you see the news that uh, Murray is allowed uh, to practice now? Okay, I didn't see so, that. So, yeah, that came across. Well, Murray is approved right for contact practice. And that's the thing. Like He needs to take time to get better. I mean, first of all, because of his health. Um... You know, but he also, like, they need to just take their lumps now while he's coming back. And then when he does get back, he's hopefully healthy and is able to, you know, lead them down the stretch. And, like, the, you know, through the pre-All-Star break. And show show up as the the stud goaltender that he won two cups with us. Right, and if if part of his struggles early were because of, like, post-concussion, you know, situation, 
I mean, I mean, we watched Crosby we take wanna... a whole year off exactly. for concussion, and and they had other centers that they could plug in, right? So like, they need to have other goalies, and you know what, DeSmith has been doing all right. Somebody was talking about trading for Jimmy Howard. Nah. Nah. No? You don't like that one? No. I never thought he was all that great. I mean, he Detroit was good when, when Jimmy Howard was there, and then Detroit got bad. Well, Detroit got bad because all their guys retired. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm saying, like, he was, he was the, you know... He played on a really good team. He did. He played on a really good team. Uh, I mean, Detroit went. They went the longest in the NHL, twenty six years straight without missing the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. I. I, I don't know. Uh, again, Murray's got to get himself right. Um, yeah, DeSmith and Jari are, are decent plug-in guys, but they, I don't think that either one of them can carry a full season workload. Um, they're a guy that you can plug in there when Murray needs a day off on a back-to-back, stuff like that. Um, who knows? Um, the Stars definitely need to get up there and and repeat the type of game that they had the other night, where Kessel was on the board, so was Latang, so was Malkin, so was Crosby. Getting those role players in there too. I want to. You know, Brassard, Riley, Brassard's doing better. Brassard's coming back. He's getting better. Riley Shahan. Uh, has a couple goals Latang's in there. Latang's still awesome. Like he he made a couple mistakes. I, yeah, you know, he's still uh, he's still good. He, you know, Gino's you know. still gonna take dumb penalties. Gino's always gonna um, take a dumb penalty. It's still ridiculous that like to have like Crosby, Kessel, and Gensel on a line together. Like that's really good. You know, there aren't a lot of lines as talented. Like Gensel was like a big breakout player for the past two years. Um, now what was now? I, I'm not even sure what caused Kessel to move up to Crosby's line, because Kessel and Malkin have always been on. Had line. been, but I have been. Last night, anyway, they were together. Yeah, they were together. A couple and I nights. was enjoying watching them work together. Yeah, they were on. A, they were together a couple nights. Um, I'm not sure what caused that issue. Um, not an issue. That's not. That's a good issue. It's not an had. issue. It's a good problem. It's a to good have. problem to have. Um, you know, uh, and then you you have Jack Johnson. He really hasn't done a whole lot. No. Uh, since he's come over here, he came over here. That that was a Crosby pick, uh, complete Crosby pick. Hey, I grew up with this kid, played with him my whole life, and now I have an opportunity to play with him in the pros. Can you bring him over here? Yeah. And they did. And well, he's not a bad defenseman. Um, I don't think he's a top tier defenseman anymore. I you know at all. Uh, he he's not he's definitely not a uh, scoring defenseman. Latang's your scoring defenseman, but then again, he runs the power play. Yeah, so, so that's where you're going to so get. You're looking that at in. Johnson as like a three or a four. Yeah, Johnson's. He, yeah, and if he can do that well, then that's fine. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a three or four. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Again, long season, folks, and it, this would not be the first time. That depends. Went ahead and had a shitty first half of the year, and come back and kicked on the Jets for a uh, second half of the year. It's really the least of my worries right now. It is. It is. Oh we, look, we already talked about what the what the Pirates have been up to, and we've already well, we've sort of hinted at like the Steelers. And we're going to get into that more mm-hmm. later. But <laughs> Not the Penguins are really the least of my worries. They are. The Penguins have the opportunity to go out. You know, two, three times a week, and like prove it to me, 
and, yeah. and prove it to their opponents and prove it to the rest of the league. And that's that's all you want in life, man. Like, I'd kill to be the Penguins right now. Like, they're set up. It's either going to work or it's not. But you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to say it's because they don't have the talent. Oh, they have the talent, you know. But their windows also closing. Windows close, and it happens. Like I, that, I feel like they're still kind of playing with house money. Oh you yeah. Know, on on the on the Yale game that I watched tonight, you know they they uh, Goss, he he's from NA, and they were talking about you know what a what a hockey hotbed. It is in Pittsburgh, and and Thomas Pock, remember him from the Islanders? Mm-hmm. He's a uh, he was the analyst, or was he the Rangers? Rangers. He was a Ranger, but anyway, he's like, oh yeah, Pittsburgh. Like I think they're pretty good out there. Like you know, like as if to say, like of course the kids love hockey in that city. Yeah, like, and they, the, we've, the pens, we've had a generation the, the pens are a lot of really to do good with teams, it. and like yeah, windows close, and you, nobody wins as many titles as they think they should have won. You don't believe me? Ask Tom Brady. You know, like this, the Penguins are still in good shape, as as far as like, as a fan, like, are you gonna be mad if they miss the playoffs this year? Like, don't. Just like I wasn't mad when they got eliminated by the Capitals last year. You know, I felt a little sick, a little dirty. I wasn't mad. It's just you know, sometimes it's just time. Yeah. But the cool thing is, it's only. December. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, and and if the Capitals did not win the Cup last year, would you have would you believe have believed that it's a, that was a possibility that Alex Ovechkin would have went his whole career and not won a Cup? No, that's it's a insane thing. That's if you insane. had asked me, like when they drafted him with all the hype coming in, like, do you think this guy will not not even win, but like, will he ever get to one to a final? Right. Like um, yeah, probably I would say if he's yeah. really that good, and he's going to the Capitals, who are a, you know, they're not like a dumpster organization. No, you know, not they, at all. they you can't lose to the playoffs or lose to the Penguins every time you see them in the playoffs if you don't make the playoffs. I mean, I mean, lo, I mean you know, law of averages have to fall in somewhere at some point. You know, I mean, you got you got uh, teams out there that have never, you know. And the NHL, I don't know if there's any teams that have never made the playoffs uh, or whatnot. Um, but you got um, definitely there's there's uh, some players that you look at back over over the he- period of time that have not made a final or that have not won a cup. But I mean, who would have ever thought that? You know, you you, you look at the NFL, Dan Marino. He got to a Super Bowl his rookie year and lost, and never got back to one, and never won a Super Bowl. But yet was in the record books for just about every quarterback thing there was for the longest yeah. period of time. Yeah, he uh, would have thought John Elway almost didn't win a Super Bowl. You know, that was that was gonna be the story. You know, you know, like before Terrell Davis and like that whole team. You know that was that was the story. It's like, well, John Elway, you know. He's been close, but I mean, he's I, never won, I, I and now he's of, old. I can't think of some stud hockey players that haven't won a cup that that are shocked that like they haven't won a cup. I mean, you could throw some names out there like Darius Kasparaitis. He's never mm-hmm. won a cup, but was Darius Kasparaitis on that same level as Yarmer Yager, 
and Lemieux and Gretzky and Bossy and Nah. Okay. And Yager. He got two cups as a rookie and a second year player because he got drafted by the right team at the right time. Who was the best penguin to never win a cup? Best penguin to never win a cup? Wow. I'm just gonna throw out Kovalev. Alexi Kovalev. That's a, that's just that's my starting point for that argument. Like you got you got to think about that '93 or you know the the team that lost to the Islanders. Like who from that team wasn't there? Like for the previous two. No, well, that's Kovalev. That's you, you know, know. Um, you know, I shit best Penguin to never win a cup. Um, I mean, you even go back before Mario and, and go, you yeah. know, bunch of those guys. Sure, you yeah. know, um, that's, that's something to look into. I'm I'm kind of curious about that. I think I might. I think I might prepare a little report for next time. Prepare, prepare, yeah, but some of the best NHL players to never win a cup. That's I a, mean, that's a good. That's a good I, I don't. I don't. That's topic. a. That is a research project because I, off the top of my head, I mean, you think about Messier and Gretzky and Lemieux and Trottier and and you know um, Paul Coffey and you know you can go back before those guys, Rocket Richard and. Uh, Gordy Howe. I mean, uh, Gordy Howe has to have a handful. I mean, they made sure Brett Hall got his. I mean, shit, Brett Hall got two. Brett Hall got two. <laughs> I mean, he, he he snuck into one at the end of his career. Okay, so sp- speaking of Buffalo, Pat LaFontaine. Pat LaFontaine. He never got a cup. Mm. Yeah. Mogilny. Alexander Mogilny. Um, Did Hoshik uh, ever win a cup? Detroit. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, a lot of people forget that Hoshik started in Buffalo. Yeah. I, I, you know, but it's it's insane. Yeah, Brett Hall was on the Stars, and then he got his last one with... And then he got another one with Detroit. And I think that was where they, like, assembled the Western Conference guys that should win the cup by now. And that <laughs> did it. It was, it was like, like an Ocean's Eleven type scenario. Yeah, because I think yeah. Jeremy Roenick was up there, and... Uh, yeah, well, uh, Brett Hall and uh, on, Chelios, Luke Robitaille. <laughs> Robitaille, I don't think's won a cup, or was he on the? He wasn't on the Penguins he, when they won. He wasn't on LA when they won. No, um, was he a Ranger? I was wondering, is that the '94 Rangers? I don't know. Potentially, potentially. Potentially, I mean, I, other than that, I mean, Luke Robitaille bounced around the league. Uh, you know, he was mainly known for the for the uh, Kings, but mm-hmm. then after that, he did bounce around the league. Uh, I'm not sure. How about the Russian Rocket? Russian Rocket, Mr. Candace Cameron. He never Pavel won a Bure. Day. He never won a yeah. cup. Yeah, he's never won a cup. Um, you know, so there's our there are players out there you can make a case for. Well, let's let's start on that and like let's. Timo Solani almost was on that list. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh man. But uh, yeah. So Matt Matt Matt's gonna do some research next week. We're gonna figure out what NHL players. Can you believe that they've never won a cup? We could like make like a roster of like the all time a roster all time players to not win a cup. That sounds like fun. I'm, that I'm does looking sound forward like fun. to that. We'll look for that. All right, folks. In the meantime, we're gonna take a break right here, just a few seconds, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna dedicate this last little bit to the Steelers. Uh, who? Yeah, who? Uh, so uh, here's a few moments, a uh, few things that are going on with our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. We'll be right back. 
Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back. Um, this final segment is going to be dedicated to the Steelers um, football team. They're not dead. They're not. You're dead. talking about them like they're dead. Well, they're not. They're not actually. They they just have to beat New England and New Orleans, New Orleans, and Cincinnati. Do they have to win all three now? They don't have to win all they three. Need, do they still need just like two? They they definitely need two. They so def- if they lose to New England, and, and then it sets up a scenario where they have to have win. to win at New Orleans. Yeah, and at home and, against Cincinnati. Okay, so it's it's not it it's not. And also, we have to see what Baltimore does. Yeah. Um, Baltimore helped them out this week by losing. Because if Baltimore would have won, the Steelers lost, which they did, um, then it would be tied up right now or some shit. And then the Steelers lose the tiebreaker because they have that tie. (laughs) So anyway, the reason we're, like, talking so sullenly about the Steelers is because... Fucking games Three game in a row. Streak. Three game losing streak. But I'm almost like, yes, I, I'm aware that they've lost three in a row. But I can't even get over how the last game. The last game. Okay. I can't. I can't even look back to the other two, the first two of the three in a row, because the game on Sunday against Oakland was just such a debacle. And I think that you know even, if, even if they had gone into that game on a two-game winning streak, we'd still be sitting here talking about, like, what the hell is going on with this team? I mean, all right, I'll give you Denver. Maybe. No, no, it was in no. Denver. You know, bad fumbles. I'll give you bad some, turnovers. I, I, I could give you even San Diego. San Diego's not a bad team. They're playing real good right now. Yeah, I, I San Diego is the one that I accept. The, I think the most. I would this. accept them. I would, uh, but uh, and how the Steelers have lost. But the San Diego game was a night game, and the Steelers don't lose at night. I'm doing air quotes. Typically, um, um, now I'll get. And it was at home. And exactly. were like a recipe. And they were up by 16 points. That's terrible. You know. That's terrible. Um, you know what? I take that back. Um, maybe Denver's the more acceptable loss. Yeah. But, uh, but None of how, them are acceptable. That's the whole point. They're not acceptable, but it, it's how they lost them. In fashion, by playing down to your opponents, and by the defense not showing up, not covering who they need to cover. Um, you know, we have kicker issues that we shouldn't have. I mean, okay, boss, stud, stud. Hey, Boz, four years, $25 million. Meh. Man, I, you know what? Kickers like, are streaky like goalies. If I ran, I get if it. I ran an NFL team, I would, I, would, I would employ kickers the way I do in fantasy. It's Weekly? a week-to-week basis. It's a week-to-week it basis. It is a right-to-work state, and <laughs> you are not any better than your last two kicks. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good thing Matt doesn't run an NFL it's football It's not realistic. Team. I guess there's like a finite set of people who can actually do this job. Mm-hmm. But I've seen better kicking in college games this year. Consistently. And also, unlike fantasy football, you cannot go have 
um, Adam Vinatieri one week, and then Steven Gostkowski the next week, and Boswell the week after that, and so forth. You're right. But that is true. Um, but so so uh, I I got. To, did you watch Mike Thomas press conference today? No, but I I did. I seen what I needed to see. I did. It's my highlight of my Tuesdays. Um, to make Amanda go nuts, as I have on the uh, the new news and the and Mike Thomas press conference at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Can you pick one or the other? Pick one or the other, man." <laughs> um, like, I'm sorry, I can do two things at one time. Well, the new news is only on at noon. Like the the press conference, you can the, you can watch later. I on demand can I can watch a rewatch on my phone right now if I wanted to. Okay, but it's more fun to watch it live and annoy Amanda. But <laughs> Well, I mean, there's all kinds of ways to annoy Amanda. I've got a, I've got a harmonica you can borrow, for example. Yeah, right? <laughs> That'll be good. Um, so, but no. So, Mike Thomas press conference today. Um, apparently, with Oakland being the worst stadium in the NFL, uh, apparently they have some type of, like, uh, Russian-era, you know, non-working X-ray machine. I hear this. That shows inconclusive pictures. I, I'm not a doctor or a radiologist or an x-ray technician. Neither am I. Um, oh, I don't been. doubt that the visiting locker rooms in a lot of NFL stadiums have crappy equipment. And very shitty accommodations. At the same time, as, as a professional football player who's had a cracked rib or two before... Don't you think Ben, like, knew what was going on? Hmm? I mean, I'm, again, not a doctor here, but is there anything that, like, you can see on an x-ray when you've got a cracked rib that's gonna, like, make a doctor flip out and say, like, you can't go back in, like, you, you're done? I mean, they shot him up with some pain medication, and whenever they came out, and, I, and when they came out for a second half, I'm like, wait, where's Ben? Well, first of all, and Ben's got a tolerance for pain meds at this point in his career. I'm sure he does. He's, like, 300 freaking pounds. And and he's you know, I think he's he's, he's injured half the time. Yeah, I'm I'm sure he does have a build up of tolerance of pain meds. But when he didn't come back, I'm like, where's Ben? And they're like, ah, oh, contusion. I didn't realize it exactly because I I was then, doing chores at halftime and not like listening to Steelers yeah. radio. And was, they give the I'm sorry, but the, the one thing you miss out on when you don't listen to the radio is like personnel news, right? Like the the Steelers like homers. You know, those announcers are on top of everything. Like, they're they on are. the sidelines. You know, they're in the locker room. Like, they've, they've got the info. Like, if, like, a third-string, like, D-lineman doesn't come out at, after halftime, they will tell you about it. Okafor chipped the nail. I didn't know it. I wouldn't you know. have known about that because yeah, I, right? I was watching TV, and then at the halftime, I, like, went and, like, got myself a little snack, like, fed the cats. Did some you know? stuff. And, um... I, at halftime, I was on a back porch drinking a beer, smoking a cigarette, bullshitting about our my. We've realized in a certain select group of friends I hang out with that we all turned forty this year, and we were talking about syncing up our uh, our colonoscopies that all go together for support. But I mean, right, yeah. right, exactly because like at halftime, you know, That's it was okay do. to joke about mortality mm-hmm. because like at least the Steelers are going to win this game. Yeah, we're all going to die. You know, some of us might even get colon cancer. But, you know what? Like, we're playing the 2-10 and 10 Raiders. And right. And we're winning. Yeah. And we didn't know that our quarterback was injured. And and, and then number know, five is out there throwing passes. 
Yeah, and I mean, I'm like, what the hell is this? Josh Dobbs comes out, and, and no disrespect to Josh Dobbs, no, none whatsoever. He, he's, a, he's an NFL quarterback, and obviously, he can do the job way better than you and I can. And um, so, he's out there, and, and he hasn't had a lot of snaps this year because Ben hasn't been overly injured. We knew it was going to happen at some point. Yeah, I mean, and so Ben apparently gets not has a cracked rib or rib issues or whatever it is. What does he have now? Uh, you watched the press conference today. Yeah, like, he, what is he, the he, he, what's he has, his injury status? Um, short of Mike Tomlin saying an upper body injury, so he was vague as hell. <laughs> Very vague as so hell. So we don't even know what, um, what the deal is. He so has, he sat out most of the second half, and nobody knows why. Well, I was assuming, medically. I was assuming they were waiting for the clearances from the doc to be like, yes. I mean, he was in uniform on the sidelines. They were waiting for clearances from the doc to read the the X-rays and so forth to find out in the event it would if he could go back in or not. Because if he has a broken rib, you don't want him to go back in with a broken rib. A, it's painful as hell. B, he could take a chance of puncturing a lung. Exactly. Um, so I believe they are. Rib contusions, okay, is what it's listed as, and it's Ben, like Terrell Suggs puts it every year. Ben's always injured. He's gonna play. Yeah. So what? Basically, what I thought it was is why the hell not? Is they're waiting for the pain meds to kick in to to numb it up, and he doesn't feel anything. And then when we got down in the game, that's when Ben goes like, "All right, let me put. All right, coach, I'm going back in now." Tomlin said on that last series that Dobbs played that no matter what happened, winning or losing, Ben was going back in the next series. So if he was good enough to go in next series, why not that series? Like Josh Dobbs had already had like three or four chances to... Did he play what, three series, four series? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. So it's not working and a four-point lead is barely a lead. With this team. Right. As, like, I knew that. I'm sitting there on my couch saying, like, well, we're going to lose this game. And then the Raiders can take the ball and then go down and score and go up. And that's where Ben has to take the team down and boom, 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 boom. Okay, we're back up again. There it is. Four points. It's a touchdown that we're, you know, the, the Raiders have scored a touchdown. And then the defense lets that in. I mean, that, what, 43-yard pass from Derek Carr down the middle? Yeah. How do you let the guy catch that? I mean, he's fast and he can run. And you had and the ball was timed perfectly. No, that ball he caught it in stride. Everything. Yeah. Speaking I mean, of catching things in stride, how many times the Steelers receivers leave their feet this year and they probably didn't have to? Or this, defensive backs. Or for defensive that back for that matter. Yeah. And Juju on that pass that he left his feet for diving. I don't know if he would have still kept running if he would have ran into that pass. I don't know that he necessarily had to dive for it. I didn't see a good camera angle on it. Juju um, has been a breath of fresh air. Ninety-five percent excellent this yeah. year. Like and he's he's had a couple drops, and yeah, like that not running and diving instead. Like he gets a pass as far as I'm concerned. He gets a pass, and that touchdown catch. Oh, I mean that was sick, ridiculous. Sick. You know, I'm glad that all touchdowns are reviewed now. Yeah, ex- exactly. And um, you could tell you could tell from the reverse angle that he got a foot down. But, yeah, why put that on a coach to, like, watch the replay and radio down to the sideline and throw a flag? Like, a touchdown's a touchdown. 
And the all, rule, all the t- rule is like you just got to tap your little toe. Yeah, you you don't have to put your big old flat ass heels on the on yep. the turf. You just got to tap your little toe, and he did that. That was a San Antonio Holmes play. That was, yeah. Well, not. I mean, let's not get out of control here. It was a San Antonio Holmes type play. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. It was not. And I would love to see Juju get to do that in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. like San Antonio Holmes did. Right. Uh, but that, but that, you that, don't that... make the Super Bowl when you lose three games in a row in late November. Definitely, especially whenever your next three games are against. New England, who doesn't matter if New England is the New England Patriots of 1989 or the New England Patriots of today. They they play you tough. Doesn't matter. Um, and then you, 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 you lose. And then you have New Orleans coming up. Mm-hmm. New Orleans has been on fire this year. Yeah. They're 10 and 2, I think. Yeah, 10 and 2. They only have two losses. Um, and they're not, they're not going to be resting people. Probably not. Probably. I mean, well, maybe some. I don't. I don't know. Maybe like, some. I mean, because New Orleans locked up the South. They locked up their division, but they not up the buy division, yet. But they don't have to buy. Um, you know, and then you and got, they want the one seed. And then you got Cincinnati coming in with nothing to play for, or shit. Who knows? Depending on how when Baltimore, they've got nothing to play for, then that's the, they're when dangerous. They're, they're most dangerous. Yeah, because that's that's when Perfect starts to do dumb shit. Do his dumb shit. And then, well, but I'm not saying Cincinnati has nothing to play for. I don't. I haven't looked at their record lately, but there's a chance that they are. Um, depending on what Baltimore does, is if Cincinnati can sneak in there, and if they win a few games, and um, wild card bitches. Yeah. Really. Okay. Well. Um, yeah. I. I mean. I guess it's just it's sad here, man. Like we're we're watching Sports Center. And they were showing clinching scenarios for the AFC. Mm-hmm. And they had New England, Los Angeles Chargers, the Chiefs. Actually, the Browns are ahead of Cincinnati because of the tie. Okay. So, uh, the, the Steelers are 7-5-1 and five and one, uh, over top of the Ravens, who are 7-6. and six. And then you got the Browns, which are 5-7-1. and seven and one. I don't know what the Browns have left on their schedule, but who knows? The Browns went out. The Steelers and the Ravens lose out. The Browns could end up in that shit. Now we're just talking about nightmares. Yeah, right. That's I mean, just like I, I would actually, if it were a year where the Steelers just were shit, you know, um, I would welcome a Browns playoff run. But if the only way that the Browns make the playoffs is for the Steelers to collapse, like which like they're doing right now, I mean this this is like a this is like a Pirates style collapse. You, you don't think about it that way in those terms, because the NFL season is like sixteen games. So so but the like best, the, the Steelers just did the equivalent of losing like the best the Steelers like seventeen out of the, twenty the, baseball. The best games. the Steelers can end up right now is ten five and one. Yeah, which I predicted ten and six. And at that, the start of the season. And I was counting New England as a loss when I made that pick because like let's face it. Even even in their good years like So just, so so 9 and 7? 9, nine and 7 will get you into the playoffs sometimes. Nine, nine, 9 and 7 will get you into the playoffs sometimes and 9 and 7 is usually a wild card. But it's just a waste. They they have the best offense in the AFC. Yeah. They, they I even mean, without Le'Veon Bell. I mean, New, I, I mean, look at New when, England. When New they're England, good, they are really good. New on England's offense. nine and four this year. 
New England's nine and four this year, but they're three games above anybody else in their division. Yeah, well, it's, they play in a weak division. Yeah, well, like the Steelers aren't in a great division. And I mean, have, Baltimore's not sick. I mean, the Steelers know? are zero and four against the AFC West this year. That's not. Good. I mean, the Chiefs. Granted, the Chiefs are the, eleven and two. The Chargers are ten and three. Those are good teams. Like we didn't expect the Chargers to be as good as they are. Broncos this year. are six and seven. The Raiders are three and ten. Right, and they should be two and eleven. But you know, a lot of things happen. Like this, this whole we we talked about the Ben thing. Um, the field there's this, conditions. There's this theory. The field well, conditions. Before I get on the field conditions, like just about the X-ray situation, and then I want to put it to rest. Like, do you really believe that they were just holding Ben out? For an emergency, or do you think there was like an honest like medical reason, or were they just taking the Raiders lightly, thinking like we can beat them with Ben on the sideline, and was, then if we need him at hero time, we will bring him in. You know, I I I was thinking that they were holding him out to we don't need to get you injured anymore, okay, type thing. But then after listening to the press conference, they were waiting on confirmation, okay, from the. Team docs. Okay, because I don't have a problem with the, like, we don't want you to get more injured approach, but I don't like the idea that they are taking the team lightly and saying, like, I, we, we, can, we can do a two-minute drill against this squad any day of the week. Yeah. Like, that's BS. Now, as far as the field conditions are concerned... That field was horrible. It was horrible, and it wasn't just horrible for the last field goal attempt. Um, the opening kickoffs with... Or, or the... The first time the Steelers touched the ball, oh yeah, Switzer fell, and then on a punt return he fell again, and then they had to go get the suitcases full of cleats. Well, and then also um, they were bringing. There up. was a to it had a sack that he didn't really tackle Carr. No. Carr fell down because he yeah. was trying to run away from Stephon to it, and he tripped teams, on that cow pasture. Both teams play on the field. Yeah. Right, but only one team had to make a field goal in a crucial situation. Correct. Okay, so there is a disadvantage there for whichever team has to rely on their kicking game. I mean, yes, it is possible that Boswell, like, just, like, put it... To me, like, from one angle, it looks like he might have stuck his plant foot out a little too far, and that's why he slipped. But still, like, you can just tell, like, that's not a good field. Like, we're watching highlights here of other Steeler games from the past year, and, you know, there's, like, lush green grass. This looked like carpet. It did. It, you know, this, it, this was like, like mini look, golf. This was like putt-putt carpet. It looked like brown, Yeah. you know, porch carpet. And it, it sucked. Um, it did. Uh, now, and I, I hear that the Raiders might not even play there next year. There's, like, a lawsuit going on, and they, they might actually... They're supposed to go to Vegas. No, they're not going to Vegas for another season after next year. Oh, okay. But they, they might be like the homeless Raiders again. Mm. I just saw that tonight. I didn't and see it's that. Because, and it's because of like a lawsuit that's ongoing between you know the city of Oakland and, and the county of Alameda County, which owns the facility where the Raiders play, and the team. I mean, if they're not going to invest in their facilities and like have a decent surface to play on, then yeah, like... Like, the Raiders could play in Santa Clara. They they could play in, you know, Berkeley. I mean, they could play in Palo Alto. I mean, they, they, they could even play in um, Pasadena. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go play in a Rose Bowl. I mean. 
So that's that's kicking around out there. It's a it's a shitty stadium. Like they there should be standards. Like the the it wasn't as bad as like the Mexico City field. No. Okay, and also like the Mexico City game like was like a gimmick for marketing. Yes. So like you cancel that at the first inkling of a hint of a doubt of a playable surface. But just because it's like the Raiders home stadium, like what's preventing the NFL from saying like this is unacceptable and either like moving it or postponing it? It happens in soccer. Like in soccer if the field is too frozen, like in, in especially up in Scotland where it gets really cold. Like there 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 have been games that they postpone and like make up in March because like the the playing conditions are just too bad. And like you can't make up a game from like this late of a stage in the NFL. But you could certainly move it. Say like, you know what? We're playing Monday in Pasadena. Yeah. And you know, the NFL move, moves game times. I don't yeah. know if they've ever moved the location. Right, and they moved this game. This was supposed to be a Sunday night game. Yeah. This was supposed to... Could you imagine? I'm glad it wasn't. Oh, God. The reason they flexed it, like, they picked Steelers-Raiders for Sunday night at the outset because, like, they thought the Raiders were going to be better than 2-10. and 10. Oh, yeah. And then and then when it came time... Uh, and, and you know what? And here's the deal. The Raiders, they're on the rise. A yeah. lot of people... They're two and ten this year. Last year they had a better record. Gruden comes in and takes over coaching, and he pretty much cleans house. He's got a ton of draft picks to work with. He's got three first round draft picks next year. He's got four second round draft picks next year. We're not trying to build up the Raiders. Man. We're not trying to build up the Raiders. I mean, Chris will be happy to hear that. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure I'm surprised I didn't get a text message from Chris. I'm and said, glad <laughs> I didn't. You know. The last time we played the Raiders, it was here. And we lost. And I went to that. And we and lost. Bruce, yeah, they won. No. Bruce Gronkowski. No. No, 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 no. Four years ago. Oh, four years ago? Yeah, the last time the Raiders came to Pittsburgh. Four years ago. I went with Phil. Yeah, we did And win. Chris and Julia. Yeah. And Brown had some kind of sick receiving game. Um, yeah. I spilled two beers doing, like, the bouncy dance in, like, the fourth quarter because they were still racking up touchdowns against the Raiders. So don't tell me they lost that game. Yeah, it was a couple like, of weeks I, before that we if lost. If they were losing, if it was, like, a tight game, like, I would not have been jeopardizing my beers after last call. you got to realize, like... Yeah. It's like, sorry, beer's gone. Last call. We're winning. Yeah. Nobody cares as long as they win. I don't know. Like the reason, like the, the the playing surface is important is because everybody's crapping on Boswell, and he was bad, and he does need to make He's kicks. Been, he missed. He missed a kick earlier in the game. That was and he doinked an extra yards. point. So, oh yeah, he doinked an extra point off that. So don't just blame the field for the kicking, but we can't discount the field mm-hmm. for the kicking. So okay, so like we talked we talked about the injury, and we talked about the field slash kicking issue. You know, you know what the other problem is? Coaching. The timeout. Letting Oakland run down the clock with, like, like inside the two-minute warning. Mm-hmm. The Steelers had a timeout. They, you know, I've, I haven't played Madden in, like, ten years. years but you, everyone knows on Madden, when your opponent is trying to run the clock, 
You call a timeout. I'm sitting there in my living room thinking, like, this is exactly what they need to do. You know, the announcers are saying, like, I can't believe the Steelers well, are calling a timeout here. Well, see, when the Raiders got the ball back, and they got the ball back, they kicked it in the end zone, so they got on a 25. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in a room with a couple friends of mine, and I says, if the Raiders make two first downs, let them score. Get the ball back with a minute and a half. Mm. I'll take Ben with a minute and a half. Yeah. Over. And they're like, well, yeah, but, I mean, even if they get two first downs, it only puts them at the 50. I'm like, have you seen our defense? Yeah. How big of a first down are we talking? <laughs> like, I mean... You're not you're not required to only pass the ball ten yards at a time. Yeah, you know, and that that that's what screwed that up. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they got the third first down. Yeah, and that was that long bomb, and then the defense held out until the fourth down, and then let them score on the fourth down. Like literally, you see, the guy walked into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, now Jerry Cook did take double coverage there because he's a big end zone threat. Well, I'm glad they end. finally decided to double cover him. Right. Um. But then they double cover with the wrong time, and then they had the other tight end, the backup tight end that was in there on a two tight end set, gets it, and and they, they even said on the the announcers even said he hasn't scored in three years and yet has two touchdowns today. Like that's the Steelers for you, man. You know, um, and they let him walk in to the end zone, and then you get the ball back with what was it, uh, nine seconds. Nine seconds, and twice on Sunday, the hook and ladder play worked for two different teams. Not to the same effect. Not that to I the same wanted. effect that I would have wanted, but the hook and ladder play worked, and Juju gets down to the twenty on the hook and ladder. But they could have had at least another thirty seconds to work with mm-hmm. after that play. Like, I saw some people say that, like, oh, well, like, you know, he, he if he had more time, like, he could have risked, you know, getting tackled in bounds. Like, I still think he would have run out of bounds just because of, like, the Tomlin coverage. Tomlin has been known to let teams score before just to get the ball back with two minutes left. Um, Super Bowl forty three ring a bell? Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> okay, so l- letting them score, but... The point of letting them score is to have time. Right. So you're kind of ruining the whole point of letting them score if you don't use a timeout in that situation. Because they're allowed to run time off the clock. Mm-hmm. So if your strategy is to let them score so there's time left on the clock, you've got to make sure that there's still time left on the clock. Exactly. Which means like you've got to call a timeout and then let them score. And then put the ball in Ben's hands, and there's no way Juju was going anywhere but out of bounds on that play. Like, there were two guys who would have tackled him. Like, he he wasn't going to, like, break that tackle and score a touchdown. And even with an extra 30 seconds on the clock, like, you still would have wanted him to run out of bounds. Fine. The, the thing is, he goes out of bounds, and they've got 39 seconds instead of 9 seconds? Then, you know... You can run two more plays. You could take two shots at the end zone. You you could do you could take a shot at the end zone. Definitely. And then and then run a draw play to like get, you know, in the middle for a kick. Or run a quarterback keeper at that point. Yeah. 
I wouldn't have done that with Ben. But I hate when he does that shit. But if we had Le'Veon Bell, they could have run a Wildcat play. I mean, <laughs> that's how bad it is that people haven't. I haven't even heard that many like but Le'Veon takes this week nope. because there were so many other things that went wrong. Oh yeah, so many other things that had nothing to do with the running game even. I mean, the, the the running game was actually not the reason they lost at all. Running with your second and your third back and Rosie Nixon there as well. You didn't hear Rosie Nixon's number getting called a lot, though. No. I would have thought Rosie Nixon got his number called a lot more. I mean... I don't get it. It's it's a, it, They're trying to have a fullback on the roster in a non-fullback kind of league. And it, they're not, they're not going to get, like, extra points for the standings. At the end of the season, because they're still trying to be old timey and having a fullback, like it's not fair to Rosie Nix. He's effective as hell when they use him. Oh yeah, he is. He's even effective in that short yardage passing situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and he does open a lot of holes. Uh, Connor is supposedly on the mend, and sh- he's day to day, but should play on Sunday. Ben is day to day, but is expected to play on Sunday. Of course. Um, uh, and when they lose, we'll find out. Oh well, I was actually like really super injured the whole time, you guys. You know, and and, and then maybe, maybe we can case. argue about Landry Jones a little bit. Like, what, what happened to him? Uh, he was released. To... Worst case scenario, the Steelers lose to New England, and Ben tells us on like Tuesday, "Oh yeah, well, I wasn't like fully one hundred percent healthy." And then we say, like, well, why did you play? And it's because, like, you know, they don't have a backup that they have faith in at this point. Have you seen Mason Rudolph dressed on the sideline? I haven't haven't really been looking. I haven't. He's next year. That's the whole point for him. Yeah. Like, we can still beat New England. And that's that's what we're going to look forward to. Yeah. We're going to go forward this week and let's... I just hope that they don't treat this as a Steelers Super Bowl. We finally beat New England. But yet... You still gotta get in the fucking playoffs. No, exactly, but like beat New England. Beat New England. It's that easy. Just do it. Beat New England, and then worry about the Saints. Yeah, and then beat the Saints in New Orleans, which is a tough task, and then come back and worry about Cincinnati, who has nothing to play for without Andy Dalton. And that's a game where you hope that you can sit Ben, sit Connor, and sit everybody else and hope that that game means nothing to you. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to have that option this year. I just don't. Um, yeah, that's that's a tough... I mean, that's a even big if ask. We, even, any, any team in the NFL, that's a tall order. Even, even, if, even if we beat New England and beat the Saints, it, we really are looking... We need Baltimore to lose another game. I don't know who Baltimore has left on their schedule. I think they, I think they have a, a tough game or two. It's on It's easier than than the Steelers. It is, but that's not saying a lot because, like I said, New England, New Orleans, and a division rival Bengals team that we all know anything can happen in good years and bad. Hey, you know, we're gonna have to talk about it next week, so we might as well enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Let's like you know. Go Stellars. Don't don't smash your TV. Yeah, please don't. Those you know? shits are expensive. Yeah. They've come down in price, but they're it, still It's expensive. still not worth it. You know, it's just... just You know, my dad has one of those uh, bricks. Oh, the foam bricks? The, the bad bricks. call brick? Well, yeah, yeah. 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 
Get, get yeah. one of those. Get one of those. And even those I've seen do some damage. Yeah. Trust me. Get, get your golf clubs out if it's not too cold and go, like, just, you know. Hit some balls. Hit some balls. Got to the gun range. Go shoot some targets. <laughs> I really I wonder if the gun range is busier on days after a Steelers loss. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe we'll make some calls. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> we'll call Keystone and after Anthony. I'm done, after I'm done researching the uh, best the best hockey players to never win a cup, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna call some gun ranges and and see if they had like higher than usual volume. Which, by the way, in our break we did find out that Luke Robitaille did win a cup. Did win a cup with Detroit um, on that um, Western uh, the Western hockey team home for wayward. Players who haven't won a cup <laughs> team. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, the school for old players who can't win cups good and want to do other things good as well. Right. Um, that was that 2001-2002 Red Wings uh, squad. Um, but anyway, folks, that is it for us here at Bold Sports this week. Um, hit us up on the Twitter, at BoldPGHSports. Uh, continue the conversation with us after you listen to the podcast. See what goes on. Uh, other than that, Matt, you good? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. It's it's been a long week of yeah. For the for the amount for the fact that there was no college like local teams playing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm way more crushed over football than I should have been. I know. And like I'm also dealing with Crystal Palace losing. So we're we're just trying to get back on track. It's it's about getting back on track. Getting back on track is the key. And at that aspect, folks, we're going to get back on track and cut this podcast out so we can go to bed and go to work this week. Um, I know I have uh, 53 hours slated between tomorrow at 11 a.m. and Saturday at midnight. So, well, I've got some tech diff issues I've got to sort out. There you go. So that, that always means extra work. All right, folks, thank you very much. You have a great sports week, and we'll be back at you next week with a recap of the Steelers-Patriots game, the Penguins week, Pitt basketball week, and there will be some bowl games to talk about. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, folks, have a great week. We'll talk to you later. See you. Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media's on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.